1: Today's episode is Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this movie microscope. My name is Nick Donzian, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the estimable touchpad related, completely investigated, absolutely stylus driven, finger fisting, manual input only, Justin Whedell. How's it going, sir? I mean, it's all right. I have a company where we're redoing our porch, Nick. Our, our porch is
2: falling apart. My father in law is here helping us out. We're uh, rebuilding a porch. That's what's happening in my life.
1: And by we are re- rebuilding a porch. What is your role in this?
2: I sit around doing work, and then every once in a while I come up and see what's going on. Because I can't a, can't take it off. Was it hard work getting right all now. the materials in this new world? I don't think it was that hard to get. No, it wasn't hard to get the wood. I went and bought a, a new crowbar. Richard tonight. Burton said in this movie, "Want to buy a new crowbar tonight, just in case you want me to recount that." But uh, no, my father-in-law is a very um, handy person carpenter and he is uh, in his element for sure and I'm there every once in a while I, I touch a piece of wood just like
1: Richard Burton did in this movie <laughs> yeah. today you don't have to worry about getting permission from a homeowners association to do any of that do you no you know this we don't have
2: one plus uh this porch was there we're just rebuilding it but you had to tear it down right we we're tearing the yeah the, the, the planks off of it because they're rotted they're in bad shape how how are you doing fine is that a Star Wars mug? Mm-hmm. It's uh everybody's favorite Star Wars Disney Star Wars solo. I love it. I love this mug. It's a great mug. It's got orange in it. You know I love it, but it's, it's I like the movie. It's got all the I'd like the movie too. It's got all the characters that everybody loves. Emphas Nest right there. Does it show Tany Newton surviving? <laughs> she didn't get she doesn't get a slot on the side. It's a five uh, sided cup. Maybe six. One, two, three, four, five, no. You got Woody, though, right? Six. Six, seven. Woody didn't make the cut. And there's only five characters because the, one of the sides is a handle. So, yeah, they left him off. You got Chewie, Lando, Amphis Nest, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, Solo himself, Kira. No Woody. What's his name again? Who? Woody's character. He had like a normal name. Yeah, I don't remember. It's like. Brasher Rex. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> No, it's like normal. It's like Billy or something, you know, Billy Tomlin, isn't it? Sadbags Montgomery. We should try to remember it. It, it is. It truly is like. It, I think it starts with a B, maybe Bradford Smith or something. It, it is totally a normal name. What's, some of the okay. B. Some of the B. You think it's with the B? I think the first name is a B. Beal Huke. <laughs>
1: Bennett College
2: what's it is Bennett I think it is Bennett Bennett's in there maybe something is that right it sounds right drastic Bennett Bennett it's probably it's probably not Bennett but it's close am I wrong what is his name Dave it's, Wheel it's such a disappointing Star Wars name and that's what sucks if you're gonna get hired to be in Star Wars you want a great name you know Beckett it's Beckett something Beckett I don't know if it's the first or last name now Beckett's a great name Beckett Pulsiver. It's just not a good name in Star Wars. Beckett. Beckett. You're looking it up. I'll look it up, and then you keep trying to guess. Just give me the initials. Oh, God. TB. It's not Tobias Beckett. Yeah, you got it. It Sounds like like an author, not like a Star Wars character. His nickname is Toby One.
1: Pretty good. I'm proud of myself that I remember the Beckett part. Well, he's named after... Uh, Lucas's conversation with Marsha, because he used to call her nickname was, you know, Beck. Disney wants Tobias. <laughs> what do you think, Beck? <laughs> five bills, right? Five bills, four bills? I don't think
2: it was five. I think you. It was four bills. I think it was only four. It was. I think it was only four, and he's been mad about that ever since. He's kicking himself. Why didn't I hold out for five billion? Then he went off and made like a city, Lucasville, <laughs> right? And he's like I the don't mayor talking about it'd <laughs> <That'd> be great, <laughs> just everything everybody there, every job in that city is they work on special effects and c g i
1: they all walk around talking about how much they like the radioland murders. <laughs> that's what they get paid to do. the fucking top gun you guys see red tails <laughs> did you wait a minute radioland murders who was the star of that but ben but Ben, ben 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 Ben, ben little. Brian Ben Ben in this? And that Penelope Ann Miller too, maybe? I think she was in there. Holly Hunter? I don't know. Some there was I another mean, We piece. can't
2: say we can't mention Brian Ben Ben without <laughs> mentioning his Babe, you know?
1: Who would that be next? Madeline Stowe. hmm We can't mention Ben without talking about Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness. Ben? Ben? Alright, well, Exorcist 2, Nick, you know? We're not there
2: yet. Just saying, I just want to say it out, I want to speak it out in the world. I'm going to say it, Exorcist 2. What have you,
1: so you've been working on your deck. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been by people working on it, yeah. And that Adat was working on DAC. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> I know you're going to ask, I don't really have anything new to report. No TV? I mean, yes. Of you course. saw the creator. I did always tell watching me, shit, always tell seeing me stuff. about it. Tell me about the crime I even watched reptile
2: Oh, uh, it's a Benicio movie where he hired Alicia Silverstone because she back in the day hired him to be in excess baggage. This is the reunion
1: everybody's been waiting yeah. for. How was reptile I wish it was longer, and I wish it went further into the mythology because we the film ends, and he hasn't even hooked up with Scorpion and sub zero any of those guys. And who does Alicia Silverstone play and then, of course? She plays his wife. No, but I thought you were going to give me, Blade? <laughs> give me something, yeah. Keep the jokes going? No, it's it's okay. It's actually not bad. It's my type of movie. I like those kind of movies. What's the movie? I don't, I don't even know about it. I know it's who's about. It's a, mur- it's a murder. It's a cop murder thing. You know, you got you got my boy. I mean, Manish? it's got all the greats. It's got Justin Tim. Timberlake's you know, in it? You got Michael Pitt. Oh, he played a bad be, guy. You'll be surprised he's playing a quirky weirdo in it. You got Dominic Lombardarzi. Lombardarzi, whatever. Hair or no hair? Bald as fuck. So the the cops, like the circle of cops, though, is pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's Dominic, Benish, fucking. You back up, can you back up for Eric Bogos. Can you back what? up real quick? Dominic Lombardi. He's,
2: Lombard, he's playing a cop? I know you're surprised. He's a shitty Italian. He's Absolute. bad at Italian. Absolutely been doing it forever, by the way. A little mist sighting, huh? She's barking. She's, she, so we have company. She's been very good. She, we, we have a, a very bad dog that hates company, but she's been very good. And I've been very proud of her. So right now, she is barking at people to go to sleep. That's her thing now. Really? So she wants people to either sit in a chair or go to sleep when it gets past 10 o'clock. Yeah. Are you kidding? That she's a herding dog, so this is what she does. It's her job. But she's been very good. I, I can't even get mad at this. I gotta go praise her and give her a milk bone. Let me tell you something. She is not a herding dog. Her great 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 great
1: great 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 great
0: great 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 great
1: great 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 great
2: great 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 <laughs> yeah, her breed is known for herding, and she's known for sitting her ass on couches.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah, I did see the creator. I thought it was pretty, pretty solid.
2: Yeah. So you you think you think it's great or just good?
1: Just good. And how? What's what's the best part? The special effects? This? What's acting? The world building. I mean, the it's it's a neat thing, mm-hmm. and the way it's executed. Gareth Edwards is a great idea guy, but story leaves a lot to be desired for me. Uh, Allison Janney in this. Yep. Playing a baddie or a goodie? Uh, they're all gray in this, really. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to really pick a side necessarily. Travis Walton, his ears just perked up. Yeah, they're all kidding. gray. You gotta see and it. Who's her partner? Her partner's... Uh, she's got a little coworker. I forgot <laughs> who it is. I'm
2: recording this from my bedroom tonight, Nick. Because, you know, we have company, so I gotta give them space. This is where they say the magic happens. I didn't realize they were talking about podcasting. You know? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. My guy, the guy from uh, The Outsider, who I lo- who was like the stand kind of one of the breakout characters on that show. Who? He was the guy who was the cop who got infected and was losing his mind and shooting people. What's his name? Mark Manchaka. It's on the show we call the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We burn a cake we ain't even baking. We whip buttermilk like it's Harvey Milk. Swap spit with the market icon. Knock it loose. Clean out Lives Roomba. Pull out the daylight balls. Be the first to swim across the learning channel. We get carpal tunnel in a tunnel. Watch move through a set of carbonated, inferno-laden, mucus-engaging, pustule-ridden eyes that have glimpsed movies since before time was real, transposed it, transported it, and sent it scattering through the visual opticals. Watch movies see what makes a break, sure it likes you listeners if we're talking about young doctors in love. We wouldn't talk about the scene where one of the young doctors played by Sean Young betrays the Hippocratic Oath by doing some serious harm on that peen <laughs> but little moments. As you are doing your little your little poetry minute there, I
2: pictured you bazoozo possessed saying that stuff. Can you imagine? Get carpal tunnel in a tunnel, the demon saying that? Sounds like something a demon would say. We get
0: carpal tunnel in a
2: tunnel. Actually, every single thing you said, including on the show we call the movie Microscope, sounds like <laughs> something Pazuzu would say. I want to say this about this movie real quick, Nick. Pazuzu t- took a cool hit on this one, man. What happened? What are you talking? No longer the cool demon that we know and love from the first one. He's missing a step.
1: Actually, I'd say he's more exper- he's in his sophomore experimental phase. Not as nice. not as vulgar. Certainly not as vulgar. This movie's clean as a whistle. He sucks now.
2: What happened? He cleaned up his act. Remember the joke I made like the last time that he was gonna, like he was going to go on an apology tour. His heart isn't barely in this. zoo. Although mm-hmm. name dropped a lot. They say bazuzu a little too much. (laughs) Seeing it roll
1: out of Richard Burton's Welsh mouth is kind of weird. I
2: don't mind it, though, because they make up for it because they show close-ups of a single locust the whole time. And I'm just, (laughs) I'm here for it, you know?
1: You tell me about your history with this movie. I have never seen the, I have now, but I had never seen this movie. I remember so shocking to me being such a huge fan of the exorcist and you know obviously this video cassette was ubiquitous in the stores it was obviously right next to the exorcist the picture on the cover did not excite me there was obviously the word of mouth was bad but i'll tell you what the biggest and this is such a weird very me thing Mm -hmm. in dick smith's makeup book i thought that the exorcist 2 shit looked shitty it's it's not good i mean i wasn't excited about dick also, it's not Linda Blair under the makeup, so, like, it's a different yeah. actress. Yeah, she know. threw away. That doesn't bother me as much, because she's supposed to be playing a younger version of Reagan. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was filmed, what, five years, four years after? But set What's two it, years maybe. after. Thank it, it came out in 77. The original came out in 73. It's set two years after? There's yeah. Gosh. I mean, Reagan's 12,
2: and she's in this, in this movie. Is, it is five years. I mean, she's, like, 17 in this.
1: She's legal in this, yeah. Well, it's here's the current. thing.
2: Yeah, Pauline Kale, she said that she liked this movie I was reading and she didn't she really didn't like the first one she thought they ex- exploited Linda Blair I was like did, 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 did you watch the second movie because the camera is exploiting her a little bit as well and they throw Richard Burton on top of her several
1: times and well, they, she is 17 years old you know the, the, apparently there was a much more racy scene in Vision you read about that I did not read about there it. There was a way more racy version of that they shit-canned right before filming where it was sex scene, like a full-on sex scene. Yeah, maybe Linda Blair turned it down. She's right, too. I mean, obviously, it's stupid to...
2: Maybe uh, pull the audience, see what they want. <laughs> well, they definitely... The audience was pulled after this came out, and the, the director
1: kept pulling the movie from cinema to re-edit it to try to make it good. Did it work? The jury is out. You know, yeah, I read about how much Martin Scorsese loves this movie, which is so fitting because he hates Marvel movies and he loves this. But He loves
2: Exorcist too. He, he loves this movie. Oh, see,
1: then that makes me like it a little bit because I like his taste. <laughs> and honestly, <coughs> I was watching, you know, it helps that I've never seen it, and so I, I, didn't, I hadn't even seen really a clip from it. Mm-hmm. I just knew the cover was boring. This movie is almost so batshit that I kind of like it for that. It's got a cult following, apparently. Well, so did uh, freaking David Koresh. I mean, let's... Mm. Let's be honest, make This weekend, two death. I went
2: camping this weekend with my son, and on Saturday morning, I was walking to the campsite, and I walked through a gigantic spider web on my face. I look up, and a gigantic spider. I just missed it with my face. I kind of screamed, and my son was like, "You have arachnophobia." And he and I then I touched my hat and it had spider webs on it, and I also kind of almost kind of gave it like a. <sighs> And he was ashamed of me. I'm just saying that that moment was a lot scarier than anything in this, okay? This movie does not have scares in it. No, it doesn't. At all. <laughs> no. And my wife kept saying, because my wife was very freaked out by The Exorcist, and she didn't want to come downstairs when I was watching this. I was like, you'd be fine. Nothing's <laughs> happening.
1: <laughs> is she, is she pro-locust?
2: I said, do you like to see Linda Blair on a rooftop?
1: Because that happens quite a bit here. She's like, well, how do me? you feel about no bras? <laughs> Because the broad budget in this film was zero dollars oh. and zero cents, they yeah. try to give every single female in this movie a nipple shot. Who were they most focused on, though? in that film? well, department? I mean, obviously, I mean, Linda Blair for sure. Burton, yeah. So
2: when I was when she, I watched, he this was
1: Burton and she was Pertin.
2: When I was uh, in high school, I, I thought that Linda Blair was so she I was like she was so hot in this movie. I did not realize how young she was, though. You well, know? you were younger than she was in the movie. Yeah, that's totally true. I'm just saying that I did I did not think she was 17 when she made this.
1: Yeah, but it's the 70s. People look, I mean, you know, actually it's worse now, so I'll just shut up.
2: Well, the good news for people that... Richard Burton was 23. <laughs>
1: is that all this exploitation of Linda Blair in these movies sent her straight to Playboy and to <laughs> softcore movies. What was the
2: movie you mentioned last time that I've never Chained seen? Chained Heat. The
1: Chained Heat. Yeah, it was her. She was in prison with another superstar. Like a Christy McNichol or somebody like that. It's, is it a good movie? It is absolutely not a good movie, Explore. but it was, it's a necessary movie. Is
2: Christy McNichol in it? There's I'm no way. A
1: I'm taking a stab. I don't remember. Kitty Wynn in this movie looks like Christy
2: McNichol a little bit in this. Just to zoom in. The only other returning actor from the first... Oh, no, there's two returning actors. They have, you got, We'll go down the cast, actually. That's what oh,
1: my God. Go no, it's not It's not my lady. There's Sybil Danning in it. Mm-hmm. Uh The Manitou star, Stella Stevens. Ooh. We might need to watch this. There was something about this. I know it was like an exploitation
2: film. I think it kicked off a lot of imitators, just like The Exorcist did, if I remember right. And I don't think I've seen it. Caged Heat or whatever. Chained Heat. I don't know what it, which whatever one it was.
1: I like the idea that that I thought Chrissy McNichol would be in this, and so that makes me kind of happy.
2: She is in White Dog, which we've talked about before. Linda Blair is great. There's one other... What's Linda Blair is good. Like, you know... I feel bad as hell for her. She I watched an interview with her from like a couple years ago. She was talking about this movie and she was very funny about it. Like she was she was cool, like she was trying to be like diplomatic, but she was like, you know, we weren't signing up for this movie. We signed up for a different movie they didn't shoot. What's your she relationship? Was hesitant to come back. My relationship is I saw this one time in high school, I think. Maybe I've seen bits of it since, but I certainly know knew enough to stay away. I don't remember barely anything. I just remember like literally what Linda Blair looks like. Like, in that white, like,
1: flowing gown on the rooftop. That's you don't it. remember James Earl Jones being in it? You don't remember... I don't? Like, a scene after scene after scene of Ned Beatty. The one other thing I did remember,
2: which I think is cool, I didn't... know he's got one scene. I did think this was cool, that, that uh, Max von Sydow C- returned, and they took his makeup off to show him, you know, he, he gets to be, like, in a flashback young, right? Mm-hmm. Young Mer- Marin. I say Merrick mm-hmm. again. I thought that was cool. Like I like the, the fact they could do that. Like You they mean should've... save money by not putting makeup on him? I'm just saying that that's a, that's, that's a cool move they could do. Okay. Hey, we can do a flashback, and he looks...
1: I don't know. I just remembered that. It's a heavy-ass compliment. You had to lift up like a manhole cover.
2: <laughs> I mean, they could have done the whole movie with young Marin.
1: And they did. It's called the one we're doing soon. Because Skarsgård plays Marin. I believe he plays Marin in, in the...
2: Which one are we doing? Are we doing the Renny? Are we doing the? They're both the available. Schrader?
1: I, the Renny one should we should do. That was the first one. I
2: remember, everybody was I like think the Schrader
1: one's the best, and then everybody's like, th- they both suck a dick, and they both feature a lot of the same actors. But I think the I think the Harlan one is more of a horror movie, more instant gratification, and the Schrader one's got better, slightly better reviews, but not good reviews. Some believer, baby. I think believers this Friday.
2: Somebody made fun of The belie- Believer, of the new Exorcist movie, because they said they can't believe they did a sequel where they, they just decided to, to double the amount of girls that get possessed. Is that what it's about? Yeah, there's two girls that get possessed,
1: not one. Now, do they bring Martin Sheen and Helen Shaver back for this one? Different movie? <laughs> <laughs> the premise of this is so strange. Let's go through the cast first. It's wackadoo. Okay, so Louise Fletcher in this, mm-hmm. yeah, looking like
2: Chris McNeil, looking like she was going to be
1: originally. She got cast as a- as fetching as Louise Fletcher is capable of looking. Mm-hmm.
2: You think so? But she was going to come back in the Chris McNeil world. That um, what's her face abandoned, but she's going to be in the movie this this Friday.
1: Who is? Ellen Burstyn
2: Ellen Burstyn mm-hmm. anyway so we got Louise Fletcher you got Linda Blair obviously back but who
1: else Nick you got Richard Burton you got Kitty Wynn thank god she's back the one that everybody demanded come back you got Jamesy Earl Z Jonesy you've got uh, obviously Max von Sydow
2: oh, last got, role
1: of Paul Henry and you got um, what's her face from Different Dana Strokes Dana Plato Dana
2: Pla- Plato in this
1: very young. Were you at Dragon Con that year hmm. when one of our friends was desperately trying to buy a, a VHS bootleg of Dana Plato's dying breath? What? What is that? What is that? What is that? So apparently somebody had a recording of her dying breath, and they were selling it at Dragon Con. Why were they, why are they desperately trying to buy it? That's weird. They were trying to buy it. I don't like it. Why would anybody?
2: She's a uh, autistic in this. Her, her character is this little girl at this facility. She's autistic, and how she communicates that she's autistic is she stutters. I was surprised to hear autism mentioned in like mm-hmm. a nineteen a movie from well, nineteen seventy-seven.
1: Movie. There's a lot. This movie's taking some swings. All
2: right. So tell me, you were going to go into the no. The, I just why, I, I, why it's I, weird. I,
1: I can't really pin down the plot. The plot is Reagan McNeil is a uh, perky young lady whose bra was left at home. Who is, her mom is on, on location, so her caretaker is our Sharon. beloved Sharon. From the first movie, and, yeah. And uh, she is living at a beautiful 70s disco penthouse. And she's at this facility run by Louise Fletcher where her and a bunch of kids of varying degrees of need are being researched, helped, dealt with, whatever. And it's the most 70s facility you'll ever see in your goddamn life. They're doing and a thing
2: called synchronized hypnosis.
1: That's one of the... Well, there's a lot of biofeedback stuff. Biofeedback mm-hmm. was a big thing that's still sort of in, in use. We have a friend of the family that used to be deep into that. There's some talk. Yeah, there's some talk of ESP. That was a big thing back then as well. It was before Spielberg changed the name. Then, of course, oh, my God, my cat is locked out and yelling outside the door. It's just like there's always something. He's just constantly yelling out there. Let him in. I love it. Meanwhile, a priest, played by our friend Richard Burton, has just witnessed a young man. A young woman. A young woman die as hell. She goes up fa- in flames. Yeah, sort of. And his faith is in question. So what, is the, what does the Vatican do? They send him to, to disprove... Father Marin's death. They, they they don't want to they want to make it into something else. They don't want it to be devil related. Yeah, they don't want devil on them. Satan's he, giving them a bad name. Mm. Yeah. Cuz that's the only thing that's been given that church a bad name. I don't think Marin. his
2: faith is shook shook. His think, faith is
1: shook. Why? Cuz it said it in the in the Wikipedia page. <laughs> During my extensive research.
2: Well, in the movie, all he is, his big characteristic is he's a Father Marin super fan. My man cannot have a conversation that's not not name dropping this man's name. He's like, well, Father Marin. What, I mean, what was he doing? I, I like when he asks Sharon when they look at the they go to the house. Finally, the house where the first one takes place, the setting. He's like, what did Father Marin do when he came here? Did he pray? I was like, that's a good guess. He might he might have thrown a prayer out. You know, He's
1: like, I like you. Your name rhymes with Marin. <laughs> it's so funny. Did Richard I say Bergen? Merrick again? Oh
2: no, 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 no <laughs> but yeah. They try to give Sharon some personality in this, they, they
1: fail. I feel so bad for the actress; she got nothing to do. I do not feel bad for the actress. Why at all? Because she got a second-paying job in the world of acting,
2: and she got. They said you can be in the third one too because your character survives at the end. We're not just bringing you back to kill
1: you. And she's like, "Okay, cool." Says, "How do you like being under the makeup for somebody who's received four hundred thousand degree burns and uh, is has become a cute little?" To carry around reminded me of that little man from the island of Dr. Moreau at the end,
2: (laughs) and uh, she's like, Well, at least I'll have some great last words. And he said, And the director's like, Just say Reagan, huh? Just say Reagan as you're dying, you stupid actress. Don't even open your mouth, (laughs) by the way, dub it in later. Just get become evil for no reason immediately. Do I get do anything when I become evil? Yeah, you do. You actually get to stand still and then step in um, gasoline and immediately go up in flames. How come?
1: Because uh, your foot's fire. I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, we, we don't need two people walking up the staircase. We want just one person to walk up the staircase, and that will be <laughs> Louise Fletcher, who is fresh off an Oscar. You're fresh off and of just barely getting hired by us.
2: <laughs> Louise Fletcher doesn't get to walk up a staircase. She gets to see Ra- Reagan... And her double bounce she starts, around the staircase. Uh, uh,
1: she starts to walk up a concrete stair. Stair. Bang to death back, Then she goes back down, realizing that everything's shitty. Here's what's great. This movie. <laughs> well, yeah, so gotta, you're
2: going to say the premise. What's is there a premise?
1: Yeah. Well, Pazuzu lives. Pazuzu. There's some unsolved shit going on, and
0: yeah, oh, Mister yeah.
1: Mister Richard Burton feels as if perhaps Pazuzu still is in a dormant state inside of Reagan, or there needs to be some more work done. Mm-hmm. And of course, that work has something to do with going over in Locust and James L. Jones and, and Africa, yeah. Strange rope elevator that this old gentleman take. There's a bunch of shit going on. Guy's got the number one method of getting down that mountain, I'll tell you that. Everyone's climbing so hard. That guy's like, let me just take the dumb way to do, do, do. Here I come. I'm old and I'm the, I got the Shankara stones. Here I come. Woohoo. Meanwhile, well, Richard Burton, for some stupatic reason, decides to. Insanely, try to do a tough man course down the mountain in his priest clothes. Like, Can you just point and say, "Hey, I think I think it's cool that it happened right down there. There might be a dead body." He's like, "Let me jump off a cliff and hang on ro- on rocks above the millions, and then people follow him." And, and then the dude says, "By the way, there's a rope elevator, and I'm on it. You didn't need to do any of that climbing, you asshole."
2: I remember when they were talking about that body that, that he was, you know, and then the the people are like, "Are you sure he died?" Because I don't know if they showed it for Tim falling for 10 minutes in the flashback. That was an
1: amazing. That.
2: He bounced around like a pinball, and I was like, he's dead, right? And then they keep showing him falling and bouncing off rocks, and then he flutters to the earth. I like how they just left his shit there, though. What are you going to do? She's, and Burton was like, he, he, you guys don't, you, you didn't figure out where he fell. He fell
1: somewhere different than you thought. How many it,
2: places are there to fall straight down? It is,
1: it's been fifty years. <laughs> Obviously, these guys are not concerned. Hey, what's that weird smell at eye level in this open area? I mean, let's be honest. There's one reason people need to see this film. Yeah, seventies dove feeder. <laughs> This is. Let me set the scene. Reagan McNeil has a her Penhouse. patio. Like, her her like porch house. looks like a disco ball did mushrooms or something. And there is a seventies bird feeder, which is just a series of of mirrored bird cages for the doves to, I guess, be incinerated to death by the heat of the sun, because the reflection off of the gla- of the mirror is burning their eyes completely out. And when they go inside the bird feeder, the bird nest, it's it's just metal. Being heated by the sun, she must be eating dove on the regular, <laughs> Linda B. But it's right. cool. It looks like something out of Zardoz.
2: There's some like cool shots at the beginning when she's walking on the roof r- rooftop, and there's like mirrored versions of herself. Obviously, they just did that for hey, this will look cool. It doesn't make any sense, but anyway, this movie kicks off. Burton is a. There's someone possessed, of course. It's a. It's a doctor in this in this village. This young woman. And she's like, "Why me? I wanted to help heal people. Why am I possessed?" You know, she's kind of half with it, and then she lights herself on fire with candles. Now, this the effect effects, is the effects, bad.
1: The effects suffer a little there.
2: So they kind of superimpose her her head over like what I guess is a dummy or something that's on fire, and then her face gets all weird. Yeah, you know, just not very. It's not very cool. But that really haunts our our new exorcist. He's not really an exorcist. He's just nope. a priest. And what's his his last name? What's his name? Father Father Tobias Beckett. Uh, what's his name again? Father L. He his an L this guy, Father Lambert or something. They say it a billion times in the movie. Father Philip Lamont. Father Lamont, yep. Yeah. So anyway, they you know, we meet after this scene we meet Reagan. She's at home, or uh, she's in this experimental like medical facility where they're doing they're treating a bunch of kids that are a lot younger than she is and the people including dana plato and i love in the background as she's talking to louise fletcher in every scene you know, they're, they're in her office or something there's just kids like cartwheeling in the background throwing around like stuffed animals yep. doing these huge wheels like just like these like foam wheels everywhere it never stops and <laughs> every scene they're always in the background doing these things
1: Yeah, well, that set is insane, and you got to fill the fill the background. And John Borman also coming off a highly acclaimed movie, Deliverance. You know, Mm -hmm. he's he's man. Did you (laughs) our boy freaking ripped his ass in in interviews saying he's not even worth mentioning as a human being? Oh shit, he hated him some Borman. But anyway, Borman's a legit filmmaker, and he's trying some dastardly little cuteness out there in the margins of this one. He got sick at during this though, and somebody else took over for a while. There was some a couple of people had gallbladder sicknesses and. Mm -hmm. Because got a cold once, so everybody's just like wondering, like, okay, the Damn woman burned weird,
2: burned weird at the beginning. We got it, but Reagan's here. Where's the possession? We got to get some weirdness going on. So they hook her up, her and Louise Fletcher up to this synchro what synchronizer. Do they call this?
1: synchronizer. Synchronizer. And they go this into scene. It. This scene is amazing. All right, explain it. Well, it's it's a, it's an it's you go. You're basically hypnotized, and you go into it, you know, a fugue state or something. Mm-hmm. And so Louise Fletcher as Dr. Tuscan is able to... That's her name, Tuscan. ...able to pry information out of you. Now, this this priest arrives, and he wants to he wants to go in the in a in a private space and manhandle Linda Blair on his own, but Dr. Mm-hmm. Tuscan says, I'll, I'll, I got this. And mm-hmm. so the interview goes from being her, talking to her, to her assistant, to finally Father Lamont. We are instantly reminded of the events of the first film. We get to see Father Marin in his last moments... At the bed of Reagan McNeil uh, in an awkwardly staged scene, they they never do a good job of recreating the first film at all. In this, you don't.
2: But this this scene is weird. I think this scene's kind of interesting the way they
1: film it. And Absolutely, so it is. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, because um, you have Egon, multiple. Yeah, you have, you have. They're in a glass room. Linda Blair is there. Louis Fletcher, and at one point they start to superimpose Marin and the possessed Regan in the background, and it goes back and forth sort of between these, and and then of course Regan, the possessed Regan, is acknowledging the real world stuff that's happening there. There's a scene where they all have their hand on Louis Fletcher's chest, which made me happy,
2: and they're all kind of
1: addressing Father Lamont.
2: So Louis Fletcher is... Uh, supposed to be pulled back into Reagan's like memories and then in her memories she gets starts to have like a not a panic attack but her heart starts to get weird and so they have to save her so there's something and so that's when Lamont steps in to hook in right to try to save her whatever he's doing As but you do. you know, she survives Linda Blair is holding Louise Fletcher's chest and like you're right the the memory is interfering with the present, like you know with reality and it looks it looks cool it's layered it's interesting and then the movie never really does anything like that again, unfortunately. No, but um, it
1: does. It got my interest. It was, it's it was
2: a, interesting. It's a cool scene. You could tell that every once in a while in this movie,
1: something like that. And it's trying. It's trying they to try find try a way to, to do to, something interesting. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to marry science and religion and mm-hmm. the occult, and they're trying to find a way to enhance it and all that. And obviously the story is a car crash. They, they went from trying to do a absolute intentionally blatant rip off with unused footage from the first film, so they're going in a completely other direction and trying to tell this metaphysical right. weirdy and failing miserably. They're trying to shoot for a PG as well, which is just not what audience want. They did. They, they hit it. Pure gold.
2: It got it got an R rating, but it, it does feel like a it's like a toothless movie, and that's such a weird decision. Borman stuck up for himself when he talks about this film a little bit, and he said, you know, I try to make where the first picture was like nihilistic. I try to make something that was about love. I was like, they should have fired him on the spot. Like, you know, what is he talking about? You know, everybody wants to see pea soup again. They want to see the cool shit. You know, they want to see at least some of that nightmarishness in this one it just doesn't happen in fact it's like at the end like linda blair becomes like her character's like a succubus or something it's not even it's not even a you know what i'm saying It's pazuzu is like this mm-hmm. like you were saying i guess that there's a scene that was cut out but it's and then like they never sex it. seductive yeah. scene it's like no, we want the cool demon man where is she or is he i mean first of all
1: try, try not to speak for everyone i like the fact that pazuzu can manipulate airplanes in this Yeah. Pretty badass.
2: I just like Pazuzu at the end. This decides to just, I don't need a body to possess. I'm just going to be like, just materializing the room from the first one for no apparent reason. You know, I'm just going to be here on this bed.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to look like Lindy Blair and I'm going to get my ass handed to me. But one
2: thing that they do bring back from the first one is a priest delivers haymaker after haymaker (laughs) on Linda
1: Blair's uh, Pazuzu. Yeah, you know, as Linda Blair. Whatever. I love it. Even Linda Blair gets to hit Linda Blair for a little while in this movie. But this movie, obviously, like his uh, his hero, Mr. Uh, Lamont, is also an archaeologist. And the movie says, well, let's take a jaunt over the sea so the audience could eat a whole lot of nothing for a while. He you know, goes, I mean? "Where is where the, the, what town are they in? Where are they? He, he actually calls it a mud city in Africa, is what he says. Okay. But does he, did they actually give a sp- specific... No, I don't know. But all I know is there's, this, there's a recurring thing where they go to the museum, and there's this cliff face with these this this village that's built into the side of a mountain that Linda Blair and, and, and uh, Richard Burton, when mm-hmm. they're on a meet-cute, go see. They have both envisioned this place when they had their mutual synchronicity. And so Father Burton's like, I'm going to go over there and try to find James Earl Jones. Maybe he'll solve some Marin questions and get us closer to the end of this movie. And he does. He goes over there for a while, gets to meet Super Ned Beatty, and we meet Ned Beatty as we should meet Ned Beatty in every film. How is he introduced? It's the best. He calls himself something that
2: I wrote down. Well, you say? What what does he say? He makes fun of his name a little bit?
1: He enters the film dragging a cross like like Jesus
2: himself. He calls himself Ecumenical
1: Edwards. Okay. Which I thought was odd. He's an airplane pilot who uh, who who takes religious iconography all over the place, and he doesn't just limit it to Christianity. If you got a religious icon, he will find a way to turn it into a prophet.
2: And I gotta say, this is an essential scene that I'm glad they kept in. You know,
1: <laughs> he's playing Jock from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's you just, just need to have him in this. Reggie.
2: Does it, you ask yourself, does the movie make sense without him? You know, no.
1: <laughs> uh, let me ask myself. It, does the movie slightly justify existing just by showing me some young Ned Beatty? Yes, it does.
2: Young's a stretch.
1: <laughs> by the way, Still Walking Planet. No. Ned, B. Ned Beatty lives? No, I don't think so. Did we lose Ned? I think. He died last year, two years ago. Fuck you. All right. He died in 91, or 2001. 21. <laughs> 21. Which one, Nick? Is this a trivia? I think, they th- I think the picture on his IMDb was taken posthumously. God, Ned he, Beatty fucked off without asking for any sort of permission.
2: A great actor enjoyed his presence quite a bit in movies.
1: Died of natural causes, according to the, the world. How old was he? Uh, 15. An 83 year old dead body. Young ish. Now, James Earl Jones still walks Earth, which makes me very happy. He's in his
2: 90s? Is he 99? He's old.
1: He's not 99. Shut your ass.
2: 101?
1: He's not that. He's near 93. He
2: only, I'm going to say 93.
1: He lives. Uh, he was born in 31, so doesn't say his age, but you do the math, he's he's young. He's <laughs> 92, 93, I think I'm right, he's 93. So, I mean, if you look at this cast, Linda Blair still kills it. Louis mm-hmm. Fletcher recently shoved off, very recently. Almost a year ago to the date, Max Fransito was a fucking spirit. Kitty Wynn walks, Paul Henry died on this movie. Who? Paul Henry, famous actor from history, Casablanca and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Who do you play in this? He was the old Cardinal. Thanks
2: Cardinal. for the Zoom. He's a guy that's like saying, You can't travel to Africa. What are you fucking kidding? It's going to cost us some money, bro. You got to go on your own dime. He's like, Expedia.com, bitch. I'm <laughs> He's like, Let walk around in this very detailed, in front of this very detailed painting the whole movie. Is that going to be cool with you?
1: See, I thought he died while making the movie. Mm-hmm. He did not. He died. This may have been his last credited role, but he died in the 90s. So go fuck yourself. Oh, this is. be a dick.
2: He got it perfect the left. He retired <laughs> after
1: this. 92. He didn't get to, you know, he didn't get to hear Angel He
2: said, I did my acting thing, now I'm going
1: to go swing a hammer for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Cobweb on my hat. But let's, let's, so my favorite scene in the movie, obviously, I had to you about the rope elevator. <laughs> that guy makes, that made, that scene made me so giddy. Watch when him. he falls? He, he's like, L- no. Okay, the other guy, okay. When, when, when. Our priest is up there on the hill, and, and, and he's very excited, talking about when the guy fell. Mm-hmm. And he wants to show everybody, and he's hurrying. He's he's It's Christmas morning for him. He is racing to the edge of the cliff, racing to the rope, racing to the chain sure. to climb down super fast. And all these guys are, I guess, concerned or excited as well, and they're following him. And all of a sudden, the old wise man of the village just scoots down on like this little makeshift rope elevator that is... It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. He gets pissed at our priest later, though, I'll tell you that. This is what's great. While this is happening, he hasn't mentioned Pazuzu to these fellas
2: yet. Did you say, why, why all this, or why is this happening? <laughs> Which one? I can't hear.
1: While this is happening, oh, across the pond, Linda Blair's character is in a tap dance show. <laughs> Richard Burton over in Africa mentions Pazuzu, and these guys get grumpy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they start throwing rocks at him, and every time he gets hit with a rock, Linda Blair gets hit with a rock. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're watching connected. her. We're watching her tap dance and get hit by fake rocks from outer space. She
2: does fall off the stage
1: it or something. So f- yeah, she so has, cute. She
2: collapses. Sharon's very worried about her. This is where I think you're confused. Sharon says that she stayed away for two years and then came back to take care of Reagan or back into Reagan's life. I don't think it's two years later.
1: Okay. Okay. Ooh, that's a load-off for the audience. Zoom in. You know. By the way, I went and read a handful of period uh, reviews of this film, mm-hmm. and one of the reviewers, a female critic, was ripping this movie because of how bad Linda Blair's tap dancing was.
2: Well, you know, to be fair to Linda Blair, she didn't sign up for a movie that tap dancing. She had to learn it. She said that she goes. I didn't really understand why they wanted me to learn tap dancing for a movie like this. But she goes. Then I started to kind of like it. But she's definitely inexperienced. She's fine. She shuffle. What's the song they're playing? Shuffle off the buffalo. It doesn't go into t- deep tap dance lore. Or there's no deep cuts here. No. It's a bunch of see through top hats and leggings and just.
1: But I just thought this is what you're going to target in this movie, the-, the tap dancing quality.
2: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Borm is tripping. This is his idea. He's like, we gotta get tap dancing on the menu. That's what... Hey, fuck the first one. In Linda Blair's
1: dancing. defense, she mm-hmm. was tap dancing for two. What
2: do you mean? Oh, for Pazuzu? She's
1: <laughs> tapping for two.
2: So, the, yeah, this is the thing that we... This is what I also think sucks, is that Pazuzu lies dormant in her, right? But it, it leapt out of her into our man Jason Miller, and he he heroic moved and
1: destroyed it on the staircase. You can't just... There's a reason Reel they don't acknowledge back. this film's existence, but I think once again, like I teased in the last one, he's a damn trickster. I think I think Pazuzu's like had a little countdown clock. She's seventeen yet? Seventeen yet?
0: is going round people freaking out about that girl's come to town demonic rigor now legal as can be has come to new york just to have a look see step to cooter maybe once or twice one thing i could say ooh lamont will roll the dice despite the locusts what i really want to know Cal Ray Gun. With all that baggage still has a glow She's fresh, fresh, exercising She's so excited to priests She's fresh, fresh, exercising She's so excited to priests, yeah Now I've been thinking About that synchronizer Priest, ooh, it lets him inside of her And there is something she really can't hide Pazuzu still has his lemonade stand set up inside Richard Burton Weird as can be His performance makes Reagan want to drop another beat. What a movie And I can't fight it, baby My boy John Borman Take me away She's fresh, fresh, exercising She's so excited to priests She's fresh, 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 exercising She's so excited to please. yeah She's fresh, fresh as a summer breeze
2: said Pazuzu enough yet? Do you think we said more than the movie?
1: We're catching it. Yeah. After the last episode, we, we got pretty deep into it. There was a whole song devoted to the poor guy. Pazuzu gets a, Pazuzu gets a subtitle on this one, Nick. The heretic? That's
2: the second name. It's a, the, oh, the king the f- of the evil spirits of the air. Evil I need to know
1: less about
2: Pazuzu, not more. <laughs> and then, of course, the
1: fanboy priest... Is, is not helping matters. Because he's saying, I came here on the wings of a demon at one point. Mm-hmm. Pazuzu brushed me with his wings. They keep saying that. Oof. Poor man. Pazuzu Richard got Burton wings? Richard Burton, there's a scene where he's looking at the camera almost like it's that hostage video of the guy blinking from <sighs> Vietnam. Because he is looking at the camera and he's saying this is bad. or so He says something. It's like he's, like, it's like he's pleading with the camera. But what, this is either a tour de force for him in irony and and subtle hating a movie that he's in or he's trashed off his ass so
2: linda blair said he was drunk during some of the shooting of this film it's not hard to believe what else you gonna do they didn't ask him to do much really like he asked him to muss his hair up and then say reagan
1: a lot reagan well the great thing is he comes back home because they need they got unfinished business in Georgetown. i think we all realize this they got shit to do there of course so, obviously, what's going to happen is Reagan's going to steal the synchronizer. And
2: <laughs> well, she needs to link to the priest, and that's not allowed by Louise Fletcher. She said too much linking going on. No more linking. And so, yeah, Reagan secrets it out of the, of the experimental facility. Yeah,
1: they're going to how's system, it work out for they're, they're, going to, they're going to system link, and they are going to go play Blood Gulch. Mean, unfortunately- it, work out? it works out perfectly. So they the system audience. link,
2: and then Richard Burton gets possessed. He gets semi-possessed by something. He walks around in a stupor and acts weird. He does act stupor, but I kind of love it. You know why? He, he, he's, 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 he's heeding the call. Come fly. The teeth of the wind, Nick.
1: Yeah, we get to see. You mentioned it earlier, and let's, let's mention it some more. We get to see shots of locusts not only from the front, but from the back. Oh, It's a beautiful sight, too reminds me of the swarm a little bit
2: it's a but the thing is they they have a hero locust, right? They have a swarm, good locust and then they have all of a sudden they just focus in the middle of the camera just like a super- zoom, like a super featured locust and you know what I heard read right about locusts they're they're awesome they're grasshoppers, yeah, but they're gregarious <laughs> they're like when grasshoppers are gregarious, which means um they're grasshoppers outgoing social. Like drink with friends, you know. Yeah. They have a lot of bug shots in this. And I ain't
1: hate. I ain't hating it.
2: And they said that they to get the effect, they painted painted like packing peanuts brown and just flung them in the air.
1: They shot. Th- they didn't flung them in the air. They shot them through a high speed device. Because there are scenes where the actors. I can't believe the actors weren't blinded. Because they are shooting that shit at a billion miles an hour into their faces.
2: There's a scene at the end where Linda Blair looks like she has a locust hooked onto her nose, like it's a piece of jewelry. Yeah, it's yeah a I mean, cool look. Have actually. you been to
1: <laughs> NoseLocust.com? There's a whole site devoted to it. It's like Wicked Feet, <laughs> but one page. We do get to see the best because yes, and and they have to turn Sharon into a character in um, the next movie. <laughs> so her and Louise Fletcher, she and Louise Fletcher are going. They're racing to Georgetown. They get on a fucking plane to get involved in this. So there's this bizarre... They try to turn this into a midnight run or something. They're they're trying to race to the fucking murder house, and they're throwing obstacles, the best obstacles. But there is a performance in this movie that deserves specific attention. Okay. Because I have never, ever, ever, ever seen somebody so ferociously eat a sandwich in my fucking life.
2: Who's eating a sandwich?
1: The bus driver is fucking destroying it. He's not housing it. He is mansioning that fucking sandwich. It is the most overacting sandwich devourer I've ever seen in my goddamn life, and it's such a brilliant thing. Unfortunately, they couldn't have just left it at that. They couldn't have just left it at that, right? Mm -hmm. Fucking Richard Burton has to yell at the poor bus driver to to leave, Mm -hmm. and we get another shot of him and his sandwich. It would have been so much better if they didn't revisit him, but Richard Burton's possessed and needs to get to the murder house sandwich eater be damned so folks when you're definitely re-watching this tell me you're not getting hungry watching that scene
2: can i ask you what james earl jones's character's name is kukumu they say it a lot kukumu mm-hmm. and then it inspired one of my favorite songs of all time well Lone i ain't
1: doing that fake song is that what you're gonna do was, it was one of the options
2: just cut it out and do it it's <laughs> not part i've up. got
1: options <laughs> Wait down a
2: kukumu c- Oh, wait, so you're talking, talk about the,
1: about, you're talking about Kitty Wynn. You're talking about Sharon turning into a character. Well, at the end of the movie, they try to shoehorn into this. And first of all, one of my favorite car accidents. Oh, it was amazing, yeah. It's insane. The, the driver gets destroyed. They do not care. <laughs> Actually, the driver hero moves, and then they, and well, he, he dies. P- he punches the glass. But that is a great scene. It's funny as hell. It makes zero so sense. The, the car starts spinning
2: because the devil's doing crazy stuff or Pazooza's doing crazy stuff. So the car starts spinning. The driver's trying to gain control. Can't. Can't see because the window shield cracked, and he punches a hole in the window shield just as the car careens into the He punches the a hole
1: in the glass so he could see his death.
2: Well, yeah, he's trying to get some sight, which is, I don't know, we can't control the car anyway, he dies. But
1: more importantly, Louise Fletcher gets barbed wire on her shoulder. I thought it was a twig for the longest time, and then, oh. then I see her pull it out. Yeah, that car is, is super crumpled after that it wreck. Is. Yeah, the driver did not make it. By the way, I, I noticed shouldn't. during some of the poor man's process shots of them driving in the city, There were some Model T type like vehicles on the streets. Did a couple of those shots. Really, some ain't not that old, but damn old.
2: So Sharon, (laughs) you know, let's just get back to her. She like Nick mentioned this before. She gets insta possessed when they get to the house from the first one. That the priest and Linda Blair are now in the room with a, I guess, a specter or something that you know. That is Linda Blair being evil? Doesn't matter. Sharon gets possessed, and the car's leaking uh, gasoline. And what
1: happens? She won't let Louise Fletcher be completely ineffective in the house. Because what the fuck is she gonna do? She's Louise oh. Fletcher. So she says, "Well, let me." She's just there to get
2: her synchronizer back. She doesn't care about any of the stuff that's happening.
1: <laughs> well, no, because Linda Blair called her and told her where the synchronizer was. Oh, really? Yeah, she left it in the apartment or the hotel. Oh, no, she did. It's a big scene. You don't remember the synchronizer revealed location scene in the hotel? <laughs> I, you know, okay, so the omen has that scene where the lady kills herself for Damien. Yeah. You know? It's all for you, Damien. I think Damon. that's what they were trying to do here, is, is to have this woman self-sacrifice in a creepy manner to get it some sort of a cheap emotion out of it, which it, it just drops on its asshole. She
2: ju- she steps into gasoline, she immediately lights on fire, and then slow roasts to death. She
1: burns forever.
2: Yes, it looks like she's fine for a while. I'm like, is she even in the fire?
1: There's a scene earlier where Richard Burt where there's a fire in the building and Richard mm-hmm. Burt there's this illustration of Richard Burton that Linda Blair drew that has, it. and then Louise Fletcher and here, f- semi fighting a fire downstairs. And they love to put fire in front of the, front of the actor and behind the actor, but never mm-hmm. on the actor. Yeah, Same yeah. thing happens. Same thing happens with Sharon. Those,
2: those images. Can you put
1: those. some gelatin on her and light that shit up? Please. <laughs>
2: she does fall down eventually, because the the I think Borman thinks flames are heavy, and she starts to <laughs> bow under the weight of them. I, I
1: maybe I he misunderstands fire. Guy follows her down in the rope elevator as she's falling. <laughs> Obsessed.
2: <laughs> she gets slow roasted, Nick, as I mentioned, and, uh, and then Reagan comes out and just rips her arm off, starts chewing on it because it's. Is that ha- no? That would no. be.
1: No, that would be great. No, she gets bundled up like a little cutie. She gets swaddled, and she becomes much smaller. Anyway, she, what's happening I love downstairs? the fact that Louise Fletcher decides, well, you know, since I'm useless, let me just hold her body. Weird. <laughs> well, so then, what's happening in the room? And she, By the way, what's the first thing you don't do to a person who's just been burned? Swaddle them in clothing that's going to stick to their skin forever, <laughs> and peeling it off them is going to be the worst experience of all time. That's what you do
2: to someone, I guess. Maybe you, that's not Sharon. <laughs> when it's Sharon, different rules apply. Throw every blanket on her. She's a doctor too. What's up? Upst- I know. What's upstairs? That's happening upstairs is there's a fight. Locusts show up. Um, uh, At a Burton billion miles snapped- an hour. Richard Burton snaps out of it, and they start fighting. You know, it doesn't like, Here's what happens: the house starts breaking apart because there's no way to make it interesting. So they just like let's just let's just destroy the house. Uh, Linda you know, Blair screams for Toby a few Hooper's minutes. ears
1: perked up when he saw this. He's like, "All right, I'm listening."
2: But yeah, so then what? So how does it end?
1: Perfectly. But could we first say that Richard Burton is this devout guy who has traveled across the planet mm-hmm. in his mission, opens the door, sees Locust, and pusses out instantly? Did you think it was? Did you read that they
2: wanted Walken as this, as Richard yeah. Burton's character, and they wouldn't cast him? Right. Or the dude is in one of them. You know how this movie would have been improved if Walken was this character, for sure.
1: I don't know if I, if I agree. Of course you, you don't ever agree with me. But you should no. agree with this, because it's true. Walken was still a serious actor then.
0: I didn't get that. Could you try again?
1: <laughs> oh my god, it's Reagan. It's Pazuzu. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> <laughs> it says, hey, serious accident. <laughs>
0: okay. I, what no?
2: You know, what it reminds me of the scene in um, this movie where Linda Blair is talking to um, Dana Plato, the little girl, and so the little girl. Die. So the little girl hasn't talked, and all of a sudden starts to talk to Linda Blair, and and, and, and um, you know everybody's surprised that she's talking and whatever. But before that, everybody figures out this, this woman, this little girl's talking. The little girl, what? Well, she's like, what happened to you? The Player says, Well, I was possessed by a demon. Like she says, it so cheery and like thrilled. She says, Don't worry,
1: it's gone now. You know, you don't tell like an eight year old, you know. They linger on Dana Plato's face a lot in this. Yeah, she looks like one of the baby bears from Prophecy. She's good, she's she's good, she quits herself all right in this. She has to stutter and then she gets hugged by her mom. It's more than Sharon gets to do. (laughs) Okay, you say, That's what happens at the end, it's amazing. They, I guess, does Reagan's doppelganger just fall into a crevice? Is that what happens to her? Maybe. They don't beat Pazuzu in any way, shape, or form in this.
2: They don't need to. Pazuzu is no operating at low energy, the low energy demon in this.
1: Yeah. It's so funny because the house is cracked in half. People have died in a car accident. Fires everywhere. Screams in hate. And <laughs> Louis Fletcher is like, why don't you two walk off into the sunset well, all of a sudden, every tenant of Georgetown suddenly cares about what's going on over here. That shot of them walking off into the into the mist, creepy. Who who's walking off? I can't the remember. The priest and the seventeen-year-old girl with no bra on, who's almost just had sex upstairs. Demon sex. Well, he he almost had sex with the demon body on the well, they bed. They do this thing where at one point Louise Fletcher
2: seems to be hitting on, um, the priest uh, on Richard Burton, and she says, "Don't you ever." Want a woman, or don't you ever need a woman? And then he goes, yes. And then Linda Blair walks in behind him. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yes. Walk would have saved it. Do you think it was uh, helped when, um, at the end, Louise Fletcher's putting on Neosporin all over Sharon's face? I <laughs> think it's going to work. Is that what you call Keanu's come? That's <laughs> the fucking What? Oh. <laughs> 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 At least, at least I got there without asking what it meant. At least I, <laughs> I did get
1: there. This movie has very few credits, I, just like the first one. It has barely credits, but there's there's two I like. You go first. Give me an ish.
2: I got a person that like when they little Ms. When they asked to hire hire, she was she turned him down several times. She was just like blew him off. Ms. Ms. Uh-huh. Didn't have it.
1: Melissa scoff. Yeah, she's in this. <laughs> Uh, So I got one who's, you know, happens in fraternities a lot. HB? (laughs) Harold Broner. Harold Broner.
2: Got a Broner, Broner. dude. Fuck, bro. It's happened in fraternities a lot. I got, there's there's one name here that, uh, it really stuck out to me, JJ. I hadn't seen it before. My first time I heard it. It's a
1: very creative name. John James.
2: Yeah, John James in
1: this. Sounds like a porn star, right? John James. The best, though, is BW. Let's be honest. BW I don't have. Yeah. Are you kidding me? BW?
2: No. You talking about Bruce Walkup? <laughs> Perfect for this film.
0: Bruce Walk
2: up. One of the writers on this film, I think.
1: RP? I thought I had a good well, name. Well he was yeah, he was that he had a lesser un- credit than they un- Yeah. Uncredited maybe. What a weird name. Rospo Pallenberg. Yeah. I like Rospo. But you're talking 70s hard, you can't have 70s hard without this name, CW, in this movie. I haven't. Carrie White worked in this film. Did she? Or he? She, Carrie White, Sissy
2: Space. Oh, Carrie White, yeah, yeah. That's it, I mean, I had Andrea Notchman, but that's not even good. Look, you gotta get a tattoo from the actress, just to the heretic. What do you put on your body? I mean, I'm just putting a phrase that I liked. Okay. Just a, just a line. Evil is gaining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Are you going to have it on a scale, or how's it going to be working? Any was gaming, and people are like, wait? Fat joke. It's not cool. Um, no, I'm just going to have it written on my
1: neck. <laughs> okay. What about you? Uh, mine's going to say, what if, with a question mark. And it's going to have uh, a silky bed with Richard Burton and Linda Blair's head's poking out from under the covers. I mean, what if? What if they didn't do
2: it? <laughs> well, what if they... <laughs> That's a strange tattoo. If you really think about it, just try to envision yourself with seeing that tattoo. Well,
1: oh, I was gonna have the Earth with a locust cloud over it, mm-hmm. and then in a cute, like, cursor saying, "Be the good locust." And I, I wanted to have instead. I wanted to have an ancient man in a silky bed with a Linda Blair. You know, I feel it.
2: Yeah, they. I like your tattoo.
1: And his habit, his habit, what do you call the, his little neck cummerbund? What's that thing called? You nailed it. It's chotch, whatever it's called. That's draped over the lampshade. What is that called? Menudo? His collar? I, guess they I call mean, it the it's collar. a collar, yeah. It's, I know. it's called it the collar. I'm sure
2: it has a churchy name to it.
1: No, it's got a great name. Jesus' thumbprint? It's called the Roman collar, which also is what they call the rim of your wee-wee town. So, look, <laughs> movie's over, credits are rolled. There's a stinger at the end. little well, extra scene, what you got? cut to the
2: morgue cut to the morgue toe tag on sharon oh. on a on a on a foot that is just crispy yeah, flaky you know mm-hmm. and then its cause of death on the toe tag says burnt to a wisp <laughs> burnt to a wisp what do you think <laughs> okay all right and then and then maybe a semicolon Done
1: for. She's done, Nick. Well done for. Go ahead. What's what's yours? They're trying to call Ozzy on the phone. We got Sharon Isborn. (laughs) Mine is as follows. They're walking through the rubble in the mist, this priest and this young lady, and they stumble across where a vice cop is undercover, and he sees him and instantly shoots the priest in the face. And then says, you're, you're welcome, young lass, and takes her pleadingly away from the body of Richard Burton to the police station, where she's like, you just shot my savior. Cut to me getting a tattoo of her and that vice <laughs> cop in a silky bit. <laughs> Look, man, you've been given the finest thing to have your own sequel to Exorcist II, The Heretic. Money is underneath escrow's pumpkin batch. What you doing? Zuzu's bummed.
2: He's missed a step on this one. He needs his mojo back, right? Mm-hmm. He's just down in the dumps in hell. Down in the dumps, his family members making fun of him. You know, just looking at someone who once was, now not is, you know. Mm-hmm. And he is just, the only guy down there is his um, his Egyptian dwarf cousin deity, Bess. <laughs> BES, who's real. I, I, mm-hmm. I looked up Pazuzu's uh, family members. This is a real one. You know, give him a shoulder rub saying, it's all right, man, you get back on it.
1: He's a Syrian.
2: Anyway, I'm just saying that that's and so he he just like they do like a montage like a training montage, you know where, you know they're he's trying to like teach him to get the c word back in his repertoire, you know mm-hmm. things like that. Talking about dead moms, you know or mm-hmm. you know or the priest moms, but Pazuzu's just not into it, man. He just can't get back on the swing, and he's like, you know what, I'm done, I'm retired, and he opens a Dairy Queen. That's it's 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 about that.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to end it. Could it at least be a scary queen. What about you? So mine is a. Fever Dream, because mm-hmm. this movie tries to jamboree the, the, the events of the previous film into sure. it. So Exorcist, the, the next one's called Heretic Two: The Exorcist, flipping it around. Oh, it, yeah, I like it. Fever Dream, and they jamboree the stuff. They start off with this, the the people in the first film are trying to remedy what happened in the second film again. So Marin is showing up at Regan's house, and she's talking about Locust. She's talking about the synchronizer, and he's, you know, Father Karras... Is, is talking about locusts and shit and then it they meld. So it's it's almost like you're caught in this continuum. The big twist is it turns out we pull out and it's we see a sweaty locust on a little bed, he's been dreaming all this shit up and he's freaked out. And then you look and there's two two religious icon locusts trying to save him. And this whole saga has been the fever dream of a super possessed loc. I'm listening. Yeah. You. name? It's called Heretic to The Exorcist. No, the Locust, McSchnack. <sighs> the priest Locust's name is Father Marin. So, look, <laughs> you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with The Exorcist to Heretic. What are well, you spending that hard Easy. earned on? Okay? Easy.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna start an exorcism business. Okay. People call me up for exorcisms, but small print, Nick, in an almost, almost invisible text. Reverse. It says reverse in front of exorcism. Reverse exorcist. <laughs> I show up, and they're like, is this, you're making it worse? You're making this worse, man. It's getting... The bed was wild before, but it is nutty in here now. It seems to be even... The demon seems confident. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, that's the service I provide. I'm a reverse exorcist. I like it. I give me my money. I hand him a magnifying glass. <laughs> I say, look at the front of that word. That's who you called. Your son is gone forever.
0: I made it one
2: hundred <laughs> times worse. He is roller skating across hell. But I did take that U two album off your iPod.
1: <laughs>
2: the reverse Exorcist. What about
1: um, you, Nick? So I have uh, I have a synchronizer, and I go house to house, knocking people under and finding out all their all their passwords and like their numbers. Sure. And Ponzi the living shit out of them. I'll just go sit. Hi, hi! I'm the synchronizer. I'm here to heal you and tell you about your dead relatives. And that they go under the knife. I'm like, your pin number is what? And what's your? Where's your? Which mattress? And and I just fucking clean them out. And move on to the next. Are we working in tandem? Is that? Are we? Do we know each other in this? Let's draw, let's combine. I, and yeah, because remember, they when they wake up, I could have them feeling whatever they want to feel. When they when you wake up, I want you to feel like your son needs an exorcism. There's a business card in the microwave. I also take all their magnifying glasses with me, so they can't figure you out. (laughs) Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Exorcist II: The Heretic. What are you going to do? Reverse Exorcist? I think I (laughs) blew my character on the wrong thing. (laughs) I did. Well, I'm I'm the world famous disco ball architect. Who uh, my most recent work is the penthouse of that apartment. Sure. So I just I go around and I uh, I break into Club Fifty Four and harvest their disco balls and I do all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then I just make these sexy metallic, you know, architecture things. I'm like Frank Lloyd Wright with a fucking Coke habit, you know. So I just I just go there and I fuck shit up. And obviously, my magnum opus is that penthouse. And I'm like, you know what? Let me build some railings with huge gaps between them for where a slight breeze would send the patron down to the streets. Sleepwalk almost. She almost sleepwalks off of that roof. There thing. are more unsafe sections of that fence than there like are it. safe. And that's yeah, my like handiwork, that. I'm known for it. I got, I'm see say- you you'd see me drive by you here. So what's that sound? And you just look and there's like mirrored squares just f- f- everywhere in my vehicle for me to do my bidding. I like your I like this. You're the mirrored
2: guy. Yeah, mirror the mirror artists. Is that yeah. what it is? Right.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bad. I got my name on the side, spray painted on the van. I got like a fucking. I wear like a my collars popped up. I got the disco outfit. You got mirrors on the collar. <laughs> I got Roman mirrors. Collar? on my, I, can tell you, I got mirrors on my shoes, right in the tip of my shoes. Why? He's a perv, um, man. I'm Satan himself,
2: <laughs> and I call Pazuzu into my office, my fiery office, and I sit him down. And I say, "What's up with this small time shit?" <laughs> he's like, "But, but, but," and I'm like, "But, but, you're wasting time again with this woman. What? What's Are the end?" You to say Pazuzu's quiet quitting? What's the end game, bro? What's it do? What? What does it do? Oh no! It freaks everybody out. It's crazy, man. It's and we got plans for the Earth. This isn't helping, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. And I got a reverse exorcist up top. He is doing better work than you. do. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good character. Yeah, you should. I mean, we should
1: play him in every film, especially Michael. Look, man. You've been asked to incorporate something from Exorcist to the Heretic in your everyday life. Mantra, ritual, whatever. What you got?
2: Man, mantra from this movie, huh? I don't know. Maybe I'll just start making. That's a just saying like Linda Blair does uh, in the most cheery voice possible. I'm possessed by a demon,
1: you know? What do you think? It's adorable. That gets cute. Do you like the way a, that they uh, that accentuate her mid, midsection in this movie? Linda Blair's?
2: Mm-hmm. They accentuate her midsection.
1: They make a point to linger on her body a lot in this movie. I mean,
2: I know they linger on her body. I didn't. They, I don't uh, remember I don't, this. When I say
1: midsection, I mean mid, or, <sighs> mid to upper section. Not her bell. I'm talking about her.
2: Well, I did notice that, Nick, yes. Okay. Cuz they do a a wow a wow wow wow, you know, like <laughs>
1: zoom in and out, zoom in and out. Yeah, we do. I did see that. I was watching it on I was watching it with the X-ray feature from Amazon. They moved it over for the screening and it said fresh.
0: <laughs>
1: Just say
2: Borman's certainly tripping in this movie. You got a kid on the set, bro. Just
1: chill out a little bit. I mean, I mine's an easy one, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's something that's it's a mantra that I can only manifest on rare occasions when I'm at Jimmy John's, sure, or at Jersey Mike's, or Quiznos, or Schlotzley's, Limpy Subway. You will see the 9/11 of sandwich eaten when I get in there, man. I go in there hard, hard eating. Describe him eating. I miss this whole thing. What? Is, how is, does he do it? Well, imagine if you gave an extra a prop sandwich who has been standing around for 12 hours waiting for his moment. Mm-hmm. And say, "Eat this," as if you were hungry, and the and this actor who never had a day of training in his life quadruples down on the on the bit. I thought he was a fucking langolier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he ate the sandwich so much it never existed. <laughs> what kind that of sandwich was it? If you could, it was really like a, it in? was a
1: big sourdough bun, you know. Mm-hmm. I got my son a sandwich today. I did not get one for myself, and now I'm regret that decision. Oh, you're hungry for that sandwich? I am. What kind of sandwich was it? In the movie, in real life, he built okay. it. It was whatever he wanted. He was, we You punish. don't even know. He, not, he, I let I leave him at the deli counter at Publix and say, "Live out your wildest dreams." And you so didn't I, know what kind of meat he put on there? I no, I, I I fucking walked away. I was looking at fruit. I don't want to. I don't like to supervise him. I do like watching him interact with the the, the sandwich maker, though, because he's. He, he's like, uh, he gets into a fucking fugue state himself and is ordering that person around like a crazy man.
2: Gets into uh Not enough black he, olives. What do they call it? A grinder? Uh, there's a comedian that has Wait, a big bag sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> but he had this whole... Yeah, he had a whole obsession with grinders, which is another name for subs. And it doesn't matter.
1: Look, man, you're on an island. You've been there all these many years. Time to yeah. take some debris. From this film, what are you bringing to your fucking island, man? That's a good question.
2: I might bring that locust nose attachment that Linda Blair has at the end. The big old—it's a huge locust. It was like a huge grasshopper, whatever, hanging on her nose. When it when it separates from the pack, does it become a grasshopper? No. When Do it you learns know? martial arts. So yeah, I'm gonna put that. That's gonna be on my nose, and it like it really does like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it hooks on there, like a J or an L. <laughs> for locusts
1: okay when I was uh, I was playing golf in, in the Florida Panhandle with, a, with some friends about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and this creature jumped onto our golf cart that was a grasshopper that was red that was probably 7 inches long yeah I put I, put, I picked it up and had it on my glove and the one of the uh, rangers from the golf course happened to be driving up and I said look at this bad boy he goes that's the devil's horse I oh like, that's what it's called what are you fucking what he goes that's what those are called the devil's horse so I instantly fell in love obviously it's a great name. It's a great name, and that thing was on my mitt. I've got the pictures on Facebook. I have to search it down. I will get. So you guys will come to my island. You know, mm. if you go, if you come to my island, you'll notice I'm a great host. And you'll be like, "Where's Nick? I, I don't know where he is. He must be." Last time I saw him, he was heading up towards that cliff, and then you see me coming down gently on my rope elevator, <laughs> slowly but surely, in my red robe, coming on down because mm. I got that frickin'... Not only do I have the rope elevator, I got his wardrobe. So I am coming down there like the freaking coolest merchant, the Maharaja, whatever that dude was. He was coming down, kicking yeah. ass. And I come down, and I'm like, welcome to the island. What did you think of my my introduction? Did you, did I make a big entrance down my rope elevator? And I'm like, would you like a snack? I, I, have, a, I have a tray of hors d'oeuvres. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm like the perfect host.
2: I like this. You
0: said, make where'd an you, entrance. Where did you get
1: that rope elevator? It said, from the Exorcist Two Heretic. And that beef jerky you're having right there, that's also from it. That's Sharon. Enjoy Sharon.